Hey guys, welcome to Wing It. This is a podcast where every week myself, Aisha, will be talking to my bezzy mate Yvonne about <laughs> about our life. So um, that is literally anything and everything. So we hope that you enjoy it. Every single week it's going to be a different topic. So we always welcome uh, new ideas, new discussion points, uh, whatever you guys want to hear us talking about, just holler. Um, and we will be discussing it and winging it. Whoop. Hello guys, welcome back to another episode of Wing It. Thank you so much for joining us today. We really hope that you've enjoyed the past few episodes. We've really, really enjoyed bringing speakers on and chatting to them about their experiences and kind of all the topics that you guys have wanted us to talk about and have asked about for a few weeks now. A few weeks back, we had Lucy on to talk about her experiences as a millennial entrepreneur. If you haven't listened to the episode, I really, really do recommend that you do because today's episode is kind of going to be a lead on from that. So we basically just wanted to talk about our own experiences of business For those of you who did listen to Lucy's episode, you will know that we chatted a little bit about kind of how much millennials and young people know about business and how early or late that we are introduced to the topic. And that's something that, you know, is a huge talking point at the moment, especially with everything going on with COVID and lockdown. It's probably one of the biggest booms that we've seen in homegrown businesses and in, you know, creative ideas amongst young people. And it is really, really amazing to see. So for those of you who didn't listen, Lucy has just started her own business as a coach. So she spent a lot of time talking to us about kind of her mindset and how she got into coaching and what she was doing at a really really young age that kind of got her interested in business to be honest with me like I guess I've always been not been aware of business but always kind of had it in the background because of my family and and my dad my dad has always been such an advocate for business and for kind of running your own life and you know having everything revolve around your own timings rather than someone else's your employer for example he's always said to me like if you're not building your own dreams you're just helping someone else's dreams become a reality because they have effectively started a business and you are working for them helping them make their dream a reality, basically. That's such a great perspective. I know, right? It really puts things into into perspective for you because at the end of the day, a job, you're working for someone to make their dream life a possibility. But To you, make them money. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And you're, yeah, sure, you're getting a certain amount of money, but someone is always dictating how much money you are worth. And he was always like, who are they to dictate what your value is as a person like do you remember Vons like in our previous role we got given grades I know a lot of companies do this as well but we got grades grades yeah. yeah and then depending on our performance that then dictated how much money we earn and it's like okay like I get it I understand that it it's a motivational consistent. tool yeah yeah exactly but also like you could be putting your guts into a job like literally working yourself into the ground and it's happened a lot with me as well that I've run myself so much into the ground that it's actually resulted in poor performance rather than 
the opposite. It's counterproductive. Yeah, it doesn't make sense. And obviously, it's not going to come out in your grading and you just get less money. And it's like, hmm, okay. Well, this is the thing. I don't know if you remember, but when I don't want to be too specific because I know people from our old company might be listening, but (laughs) a carrot was dangled in front of you and you had to get a grade four to be able to achieve that carrot. And if you didn't achieve a grade four, you wouldn't have been able to get that carrot Mm. and eat it and get all the nutritional value from it. So to be able to be entitled to a certain benefit, you had to get that grade four, even though we all knew you were a grade four before that. You, Like your dad said, you don't need to be told you're a grade four. If the parents are preaching about you, if the children are preaching, if the tutors are preaching about you, why does somebody... I mean, we had so much management as well. Yes. Somebody who's managed just for five minutes, why do they determine your grade? Yeah, it's so true. They don't even know. I mean, obviously, they do know you. It's the manager's job to get to know you as an employee, but they can't know everything about you. Like, I remember, I think I told you when I got a really good grade that I was really proud of. Like, I went home and I was like, Dad, no, I got this grade. And he was like, so what? I was like, great. <laughs> Thanks. He was like, you're a grade 12. Classic Mr. Khan. <laughs> But yeah, I've always kind of grown up with that in the background. And I don't think it's actually hit home properly. And I think I said this a few times over the past few episodes. I don't think it's hit properly until until COVID. Like COVID was such a slap in the face for me when it came to me losing my job. Because again, someone else is dictating what I'm not doing and doing with my life. So this is kind of really where Life's a Playground was born from. And it's just kind of developed from there and you know my dad yeah he's worked in a nine-to-five but he runs his own business now I've seen him build an empire from the ground up and it's literally got to the point now where he's got so much work coming in and he was a one-man band for so long but he worked himself to the ground but it got a result but I think don't you think Vons that that's a reason why so many people are scared or kind of stray away from business because actually it requires more work setting up and running a business than actually working for someone else. That kind of links into something you said a couple of episodes ago about CEOs getting up at 5am to get everything done and they've already achieved half of what they want to achieve by the time we're waking up. And I'm like, all right, yes, I would like to have my own (laughs) business, my own power, my own money, but damn, it's not worth getting up at 5am for. And Like you said, there's a balance. You can't, like, for me, there is no point working yourself into the ground if there's just going to be no reward from it. Like, Mm. like you work hard to play hard. So then, for example, your dad, say if he worked himself so much that, yeah, he might be rich, but does he spend time, enough time with you and the family? Mm Mm-hmm. True. You work for your family. So if you're not then getting that family time and actually able to spend that money, what's the point? So, yeah. And it's something that we spoke about with Lucy. There is a massive fear factor of, you know, you're climbing that steep hill. Is it worth the pain to get there? It's just dependent mm. on your perspective. It's dependent on your your mindset. And I mean, for everyone, I think we want to work hard enough to earn enough and to get just the right amount of reward without working too hard, you know? Yeah. Well, and to be honest, I know you said it in one of our last episodes as well, the why has to be strong enough. Like for you to show up consistently every single day, even though 
you might face an obstacle or you have or you'll get pushed back or you failed once, twice, three times. Like your why has to be strong enough that you keep going. And speaking from personal experience now, like I know I haven't been in this long. Like I'm a complete newbie to Instagram and to all of these social medias. Like I had them before, but I was more of an observer. I wasn't a like a participant yeah I was gonna say influencer but no I am totally an influencer (laughs) my name's Ash Khan obviously been going for three months I've already conquered so much um but it, it it's seriously hard work like social media like I know at the moment like with business digital platforms are where you have to be if you want followers if you want customers if you want clients like everyone is showing up on social media and there is so much noise that you literally I feel like you have to work twice three times as hard as people had to do like even a few years ago just to make yourself heard and seen and noticeable in any industry pretty much whether that's health fitness like how many fitness influencers travel bloggers it's just it's so saturated much at the moment. It's just so overwhelming. And linking off for that, even like the job market, for example, everybody sending out their CVs and stuff. There's no like personalization to it. It's just something that it's just a given. You you send your CV out, you apply through the platform, yada yada yada. Like my dad said, like I just don't understand why it's so hard to get a job. Like my dad, bless him, he's seventy three. He said, I could walk down into the job center and get a job like that back in the day. It's not like that anymore. And it's the same with creating a business. It's not something new anymore because every millennial is trying to do it. Like, you know what I mean? We are not a single person anymore. It's not, obviously, it's really impressive if you can do a business, but when everyone's doing it, it's competition. For Life's a Playground, I wouldn't say it's competition for you because I feel like it's more collaborative. Yeah, it's more a community, which is nice. It's not so much like I'm fighting people for like customers or followers. That's ridiculous. Like you don't just follow one person on Instagram. And that's an aspect that's really nice as well, because actually a lot of the people who I've spoken to through my page, they are so supportive and they are so lovely and they're so willing to collaborate or share or do like a two-way story thing or whatever like and it is really really nice especially because I'm so new to it you know I never had Instagram and literally until about a year ago a few months before I started life's a playground like properly and then again I was just posting like what like once a month like it wasn't anything (laughs) yeah like literally like I was just like I said an observer of the digital I basically post once a month to tell people I'm still alive I'm still 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 here. Still going. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, true story. Uh, Especially over lockdown, I think it's important. But anyway, I might might have just disappeared. (laughs) Did you just not? (laughs) I hope you guys might have just disappeared, like just slid off the edge of the earth without nobody noticing. Jesus. Um, but yeah, I mean, it is it is really, really nice community. The only thing that I would say I struggle with is the whole showing up and looking like you know what you're doing. Like even people who claim that they don't know what they're doing, I feel like they secretly do know what they're doing. They're just saying they don't know what they're doing. I really don't know what I'm doing. 
And it kind of shows because some days I turn up and I post stuff, other times I don't. But my husband said something really I still like, can't get over that, by the way, the whole what? husband thing. I still can't. I, I mean, I know it's been a few months, but I still can't get over it. But go on, continue. I don't really I don't really talk about him a lot, so it is what it is. But he made a really good point the other day that, like, Aish, you're not actually selling your stuff on Instagram. And I was like, oh, yeah, that's probably why. Because <laughs> I'm actually posting about, I'm posting like tips and advice for young people, for students, for graduates, but I'm not actually showing what I do. So that's another thing that I'm finding really, really tricky is actually to be consistent in how I show up and be like the face of my business or the face of my brand. Right. So this is actually something I wanted to discuss. So obviously both of us have got businesses in the pipeline slash on the go but we have approached our business strategy in very different ways yeah so for example you kind of went right I'm going in I'm just going to see what it's like yeah you obviously did a little bit of research beforehand and we've we've spoken about your why and we've spoken about how life's a playground came about yeah it'll be good for you to talk about your process of getting started because it's a very different process to what I can share. So for example, I came up with a business idea the same time as you, Mm. but I am not releasing it yet. So I think like there's definitely no right or wrong answer, but it's just really nice for us to compare our business strategies. And it's so, do you know what, it's just so funny after everything that we've done, like when we're working together, you know, when we went to like assemblies, when we went to schools, we have done the complete opposite of what we would usually do. So you would be like, right, I need to have a speech ready. I need to prepare. I need to have all of this done to do the assembly and to have a script. I need to have it all in the bag. Guys, I don't know if we've ever spoken about this. This is why the name Wing It came about because I always used to just tell Aisha, just Just wing wing it. it. Because I obviously started at the company before Aisha and I trained her a little bit. So I was just like, Aisha, just wing it. Like, it doesn't matter. You'll have more fun if you just go with the flow. Mm -hmm. So it's so interesting how we've done the complete opposite of what we used to do. So how did it get to that point? Why did you decide to just jump in? Because I know you, that's not like you at all. So tell me, give us the process. Well, this is the thing, right? So I basically sat down and was like, maybe I'm overthinking this too much. And the thing with me is, if it's something... That's not like you. I know, right? What do I overthink? <laughs> when do I overwhelm myself? What do I create my own problems? <laughs> so I basically sat down and was like, if I start to overanalyze this, I'm never going to do it. Because in my head and in the way I work, things need to be written down step by step. They need to be planned out and I need to know exactly what's going on. And I feel like with a business idea or even just with a side hustle idea like this, I feel like that can only take you so far. And I was starting to follow a lot of people on Instagram. I was starting to read a lot of books. I was speaking to a lot of different people. And the message all came down to the same thing, which was you just need to throw yourself in the deep end to throw yourself out of your comfort zone. And anyone who knows me knows that Instagram is out of my comfort zone. Showing up on videos is out of my comfort zone. Doing something like this, going into a side hustle, really kind of exposing myself and kind of my experiences was out of my comfort zone. So I thought if I overthink this, I'm not going to do it. So one day I literally just jumped in and it's kind of gone from there. It's been a learning curve. 
there are things that I am still learning and practicing and I'm literally learning about different things every single day um I've actually today I was doing a little bit of one of the business courses I bought from one of my favorite influencers I speak about all the time. You guys know her, Sarah Aquazombi spoke about her like in previous episodes when it came to kind of inspiration and motivation. So I bought one of her courses and she is very out there. She's very edgy, she does business in a very kind of non-conventional way. And that's what I really liked about her. And she said she never had a plan. She never had a plan. She just went for it. And that's kind of what I did. So I was like, okay, let's try this. Sometimes I'm thinking maybe I should have done a little bit more preparation. But other times I'm like, but it's because of the fact that I didn't prepare that I learned this, you know? So I think it was really just expanding where my comfort zone started and ended. I just wanted to kind of push my boundaries a bit. You've definitely learned as you've gone along because we've had conversations where you're like, right, why has this person got X amount of followers? I'm going to do a course on Instagram I'm going to do a course on social media and how do I go about doing the tags or getting the followers and getting those keywords and that's something that I've learned about you know when you do your posts and stuff you have to get those keywords in there yeah and if you do certain hashtags on Facebook and Instagram or even Twitter that I know it comes up on Instagram as a a section at the top of things that you may like so if you have a certain, say, if you tag education, anybody who follows education, your your post might crop up. So exactly, yeah. there's a lot of thought, like something as simple as tags. You would never think makes a huge difference. I just thought it was a bit of a bit of a laugh. Like, mm. what was my first ever tag for your wedding? Like, hashtag gory goes Asian or something like that. Like, <laughs> white girl goes Asian. White girl goes brown. Yeah. Whoa. Literally, the hashtags are one of the most important parts. And obviously, like, I just thought people just do hashtags because it's a trend. Like, it's what everyone does. Hunter. That's but why I do it. Yeah. But actually, there's a whole, like, algorithm behind it. And because I'm following so many, like, marketing companies or just individuals literally graduates who are just so good at Instagram they've just started a page just telling people how to use Instagram for their businesses and I actually know someone from uni who does this and um, literally just messaged her last night like what do you think I could do so there's so many people out there who are willing to help and they literally dedicate their Instagram pages to helping people like me (laughs) it's literally why they're there that's great that's why it's so nice. And I also wanted to create some noise before I went in with any of my courses. The thing is with my courses and my products, they're all ongoing. So they're things that I'm always working on. They're not actually being sold yet. So when I launched them, I already wanted people to know who I was. So that's why I created the Instagram page beforehand. But it's just... Yeah, it's just, I think, keeping up with it. Just because I'm not used to it. Like, I haven't got into the swing of it yet. I'm still working full-time, got other part-time things going on. Like, we just moved out. Do you know what I mean? Like, there's a lot of things going on. So it's just, I think, making it a priority and making it something that I want to show up for every single day. Like, not going to lie, when you just woken up or you just got home from work, like, the last thing you want to do is show your face on Instagram. Because you're just you're tired, you're knackered, you look like crap. So yeah, but it it is it, it is interesting though because I think it also depends on what industry and what company it is. Like obviously, I don't know how much you want to go into depth about yours, but because of how technical yours is, I think there does need to be more planning involved. Just because then it simply won't work. Like it's not. It's not a kind of thing like education or counselling or coaching where you can just kind of go in and give tips and advice and stuff. It's it's quite 
this is one, two, three, this is how it needs to be, isn't it? Like it's quite black and white yours. Yeah, I mean, kind of to compare. So some of you already may know that I started a Fiverr page right at the beginning of lockdown just to get a little bit more money because I knew I'd be out of work. So I wanted a way of making some passive income. But that I think is a very safe bet. Mm. If people want to purchase through Fiverr, for anybody who doesn't know, Fiverr is a freelancing platform. And I definitely recommend anybody who has been made redundant or has lost their, their job and they think that they have a service to offer. It could be something like proofreading, voiceovers, like have a look. There's so many things that you can do on there, teaching a language. And it's so easy and quick to set up. And that is a bit of a learning curve as well in terms of pricing, like how to price point yourself. Do you go low? But then that might say to people, oh, she's so cheap. Her work is rubbish or Like my boyfriend said, go low because then you will come up as the filter as someone who is low. And now I've got all my reviews. I've now boosted up my prices. So it's like a lot of tweaking and trying to see where you are in terms of the market and seeing if you're competitive enough because there's so many users on there. It's a global platform. So that's been quite cool to tweak with prices to see where you stand and whether you're Obviously, you think you're worth it, but whether other people think you're worth it to buy your services. So I do proofreading, editing CVs and cover letters mainly, particularly for non-English speakers, because the the CVs from around the world are obviously different formats. So it's good to have the British format if you're applying for a job in the UK. With my other business, I have touched on, I do agree, Aisha, in terms of mine is a bit more Like, yeah, it's not uh, something I can just go click my fingers and start straight away. Like the platform needs to be built to start it. So my other half is actually going to build the platform for me. So that'll be like a cool like joint business venture for us. I'll be the face of the product essentially. And I'll be selling it. I'll be marketing it. I'll be doing all the Instagram stuff. But he's building it. I mean, we keep having debates about who's going to do all the hardest amount of work. But I obviously think as someone who's a zero technical mind for someone to build an entire platform. I have so much respect for him. And the thing for me is I'm really not sure on the legalities of things. Mm. So I actually went on a business course. I think I posted it a couple of weeks back and it was a completely free course that I was able to go on because it's run through the Prince's Trust, which is a charity. I don't know if anybody out there has heard of it. It's based in the UK and It's called the Explore Enterprise course. And one of the first things they taught us was if you're going to register as a sole trader or a limited company. And I was like, what on earth is this? Like, what? I just thought I could just start trading. You're like, I didn't know. I don't know if you already knew that. I should probably from your dad. I don't know. I mean, a little bit, but I don't know, like, the technical terms. Ins and outs. Yeah. So the course was really well structured. It kind of broke down into four days. So the first day was kind of an introduction, learning about yourself, how you learn and how you see money. Because I know we've spoken about this before. Your yeah. relationship with money really determines your mindset and your, your business outlook and how you are going to approach a business idea. The second day was marketing and sales which for me, because of everything we learned at our old company, it was a little bit of a recap, but it was good to hear somebody else's perspective and good to hear other people's ideas and contributions. Mm -hmm. Because it was done online. There was about 80 of us that tuned into the webinar for four days straight. So 
there was a lot of people that were in your shoes who had already started trading and already started making money. And there were people like me that still haven't made an Instagram account, still trying to keep it hush hush because we need to get everything in place before we can launch it. Yeah. The third day was finances and taxes. Again, trying to learn the difference between like a sole trader and a limited company, what is going to be the most beneficial in terms of taxes. And also there's different benefits and different procedures to becoming a certain type of company, etc. And the fourth day was talking about business plans. So obviously, again, our old company, we did write a business plan, whether or not we actually had a big hand in writing them, mm. barely. Mm. So we went through the whole business plan. And to be able to, what they say, like, to be able to graduate and to get to the next level, you need to submit three sections of your business plan. So it's kind of like, you're heading towards a dragon's den. That's essentially what you're doing. So I have a course booklet to complete that I'm still working on that we worked on a little bit through the course, but there's still a lot that I need to research and fill in. That will get me like a, a qualification because the course was like linked with the NatWest Bank. So it's something to put on the CV. And for me, it looks good if you do one of these courses because one, it's good if you want to start your own business. But two, these skills that you learn can be transferred to an industry. Anything, so, yeah. Yeah, so that's why I thought it was so advantageous to do. And the second thing I need to do is now hand in three sections of the business plan to see whether I can then get a business mentor that will help me grow and steer me in the right direction. So like I said, there's no kind of right or wrong way of going about it, but it is really interesting that I've taken a different approach for example the marketing and the research I went in straight away so I don't know if you remember some people who are listening now may have filled in the questionnaire I asked about group holidays mm -hmm. so that was my market research that I dived into straight away because I knew it's something that I needed to do because I needed to hear more opinions but everything else particularly the legal side of things I need to be a hundred percent about because to me that is my biggest fear. You know, if I go wrong legally or if I have a risk of getting sued, that's another thing between limited and sole trader. If you're a limited company, you have a limited liability. So if your company gets sued, your company can go bankrupt, but your own finances aren't touched. Mm. Whereas if you're a sole trader, they are. if you get sued by a, a company or mm. a, a customer, they can then repossess some of your own assets. I didn't know that. Right. So I'm like, okay. And there's like certain deadlines you need to register your company by and stuff like that. So all of the background and all of the the technical bits, that's what I learned. And that's what was interesting and imperative for me to find out. So that's why it's good to do your research, but also learning on the job is half of the lessons. So that's why I don't think it's wrong or right either way. Like even when I launched my business, I'm going to be learning every single day, just like you are. Yeah. So it's just a matter of time of when it's right for you. And depending on your industry, like yours was education. So you wanted to launch it in time for the new academic year, for example. So you launched it at the beginning of summer holidays. Is that correct? Um, yeah, it was just before actually July. Yeah. Just before. Yeah. And then because mine is going to be in travel, I aim to fingers crossed if COVID doesn't exist 
in a January of a year because I've learned that January payday is the biggest holiday booking day of the year. Yeah, I'm not surprised. Which I thought was quite an interesting yeah. fact for me to then base my launch on. Yeah, I think that's, um, when it comes to planning, like especially planning something like this, I know you can't plan everything to the dot, but that seems like you've got things in place and you kind of know which direction you're headed in and kind of what you want to do. So at least you've got an idea, if that makes sense, and like a direction. Yeah, and like I said, because it's travel, yours isn't affected from COVID, really. Because education is still needed, is still going to be prevalent mm. in in any in anything that happens. Whereas mm. travel, we may not be able to leave the country if we have another lockdown. We may not be able to leave our house, let alone fly to Mallorca. So mine is all COVID dependent as well. Yeah. So if and when uh, I launch, and also I don't know if you've ever heard of like the you can do like a testing phase as well. So they want you to test particularly with the Princess Trust, they want you to test ASAP. So if you have the testing phase, you learn a lot from that phase as well. Mm. You learn a lot about your customers. You learn a lot about whether your business is profitable before you have to prove that your testing stage has worked before you get presented to the Dragon's Den stage. That's really, really good, to be honest. That's really, really good. Because it's even through like the testing or even before that, like the steps that you fail at or you fall at, it's with those stages that you will continuously learn like you'll know what works and what doesn't as you go through that process so yeah you learn on the job but also if you do the research beforehand you'll kind of have an idea of what's going to work and what doesn't so it's I think it's 50 50 and that's really good that they have those different stages as well before you get to the end yeah and of course anything I learn I'm going to share with you as well you know what I mean like we're in this together we're we're learning from Mm. each other like you said about your Instagram contacts, we're going to share any pages we always recommend. And that's why I think I said it in Lucy's episode with you. You're going to give me, first of all, you're going to give me honest feedback no matter what. And I trust you to do that. You're not just going to tell me, oh, that name sounds amazing when actually it sounds rubbish. You're going to yeah. give me honest feedback. And also because I know you are in it for the win for me as much as I am for you. And you're not questioning me exactly. and my decisions because you you want to be nosy you were questioning me because you're going to hold me accountable if I haven't done something and I do the same with you like I've been giving you feedback on your posts on your your marketing and obviously what you or I say isn't gospel but it's nice to have feedback from we obviously do think similarly in some ways but we also have very different styles we have very different ways of writing so it's good to bounce those ideas off each other yeah, and I would say we're both kind of like within like each other's target audience as well, pretty much. Yeah. So we're quite a good person for an individual to criticize or to, you know, give improvements on or anything like that. It's true. I'm seeing it as a customer as well as a friend. Yeah, exactly. And that's why I think platforms like Instagram or even Facebook or even YouTube to be honest are so nice because if you do build up that community even if it's with people who you don't know but who you get to know digitally they will still offer that support that I mean someone even just messaged me today like oh by the way can you just show some love on this post it's like yeah of course I will like it's a very very friendly community and 
I was really scared about exposing myself so much because I've seen so many people on Instagram, so many big people, big names get bashed for having certain views or for posting certain things. And that's what I thought it would be like. But it's been the complete opposite. Maybe that's because I'm not very controversial in what I say or do. You know, it's very kind of I'm trying to help people and everyone knows that. So why would anyone bash me? I found that on the business course as well. Like there was 80 of us, but we all had 80 different businesses even if the industries overlap we were all supporting and edging each other on and somebody did a business pitch and we were like yeah you go girl like give us that whatever she was selling (laughs) red i don't know (laughs) oil (laughs) (laughs) no but that's so nice like especially when if you are a sole trader and you're opening up something on your own or if your friends and family a little bit like you sure you want to do that like entrepreneurs and business people they get it like they will know the difficulties because they're all going or you're all going through it together so there are the they are the people who are going to support you and for me Instagram has been one of the best resources out there because everyone on there is trying to help each other with business because it's the go-to thing at the moment so if any of you guys out there do have a side hustle idea or a business idea that you're like "Mm, maybe maybe not is it gonna work and you kind of just want to bounce ideas off, then please, please do message us. Like we always love to hear what you guys are up to, what you guys are thinking. You know, if it's something you're scared about or nervous about, we have probably been there. Definitely. And like Lucy said a couple of episodes back, it's the people who aren't doing anything that are the ones criticizing. So if you're going out there and doing it and being bold and being brave and putting yourself out there, nobody can criticize you for that because you you were making that move and not them exactly exactly and if you want to do it there is everything that you need to know out there somewhere you just need to find it like it's going to be hard sometimes it could feel impossible but it is out there someone somewhere will have the answer and of course if you want to push in the right direction message us and we will help you in any way that we can we'd love to give you our advice and our tips and obviously on my Instagram page I will be giving as much as possible as well so as well as business I'll also be covering unemployment studying basically anything for students and young people that we are all struggling with right now but thank you so much for listening today guys I hope it's given you a eureka moment and we will be coming back to you with more episodes in the next few weeks thanks guys bye bye